This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield, the host and founder of the Seeking Excellence podcast. And I'm excited to talk with you today because this is a new little something, something I'm trying to work out uh, in the podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a while, do a little, what I'm going to call a uh, Friday roundup. So it's a little roundup of the week, some things that I found on social media, articles I get sent, um, and just, just a little short episode to kind of get you prepped going into the weekend. And we will wrap up each week. I haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll kind of feel it out, do some surveys with you guys, which you prefer. But we'll do something with, with in regards to the uh, the Sunday readings. So Sunday readings, great to read before Sunday, obviously. Meditate on that day, the night before, Friday before. Just kind of thinking about them and kind of thinking about what what how can I start to embody these readings and think about them and pray about them as I go into Sunday Mass so that I can be most, you know, impacted, as impacted as possible by the Sunday Mass readings, by the homily, by the reception of the Eucharist that week, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I'm trying to think of which one I want to start with first. Let's start with this story that somebody sent me of a school in Minnesota um, that has changed their homecoming king and queen to now be homecoming royalty. And so um, he apparently, this like superintendent, or no, this vice principal, excuse me, um, uh, this vice principal, this story kind of comes about from this vice principal, Laura Wagner, um, wrote in an email to her parents to use their straight white privilege to support a new gender-neutral homecoming court. And so, uh, yeah, her email was pretty saucy, pretty uh, not excited, um, and talked about how she had a conversation with a student um, and wanted to talk a bit about what our presence looks like at the parade and coronation as we switch to royalty instead of king and queen. The email continued, per usual, we have some keyboard warriors who are making Tiffany concerned about student well-being. I think her concerns are valid, and I want to make sure we show up for our students. This would be a great time to use your straight white privilege to reassure and support students and staff in doing what they believe is right for our school community. So this is a fun one. So obviously, I think Tiffany, it seems like, is a trans girl um, who's apparently going to be on the homecoming court. And so... Uh, this is all really interesting, and this another thing I kind of want to use this quick little wrap-up episode for is voicing some of my frustrations from the week, <laughs> because throughout my, you know, experience as a human being for seven days, I am inevitably frustrated with things that I see in different circumstances I'm in, um, and I don't want to even get into specifics of where they could come from, but we're going to kind of hit on two main ones today, um, and the first one uh, kind of comes from this, and this idea of um, this is, this is obviously pushing more gender theory, but just had a frustrating conversation with someone this week about the idea of diversity, especially in regarding diversity in the workplace, diversity in government and representation, all these different types of things. And we just have to, I just want to clarify for people that it is explicitly non-Catholic to, or anti-Catholic, maybe I should say, to judge, hire, fire, um, treat poorly, treat better, uh, a person because of their race or gender. It, it, I think you have to recognize that both sides of that are wrong. And that's pretty simple. I think one of the things that's been kind of crazy about my week this week is I've been getting into these like discussions, debates, arguments with people that to me are just like so common sense, right? And so I just like, I cannot understand um, 
how people don't see that to i don't want i always say this as a black man i don't want to be hired nor fired because of my race or because of my gender for that for that matter and so that i think should be just our rule for everyone let's Obviously, we we might have to work in and do some evaluation in our own hearts and minds. Like, do we favor? Do we promote? Do we admire people who are our race or gender more than others, you know, because of their race? You know? And so I think we have, like, that's not good. And I think we can recognize that. I think we agree with that. But, dog, you, you can't, like, this idea that we're going to push for more uh, black or Hispanic people in leadership, um, within the church if they're not qualified or willing it's like it doesn't make any sense and the i I saw this a lot when i worked um as a parish consultant and arguing with um largely uh hispanic parishes that that talk about that and say that we had no we had poor representation as an organization in our videos and things like that and we're like well send us the hispanic speakers you know who are they going to be and i've seen this in different ministries as well where it's like a complaint of not having representation of Hispanic Catholics. And then um, it's like, well, well, who, like, send them? <laughs> who are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have, like, Father Augustino does, like, every Hispanic, you know, ministry thing. And it's like, who, like, it's not white people or black people's fault if Hispanics aren't stepping up to do that. Just like it's not Hispanics or white people's fault if black people aren't stepping up to be the Catholic speakers and writers and thought leaders and stuff like that. So, we have to understand that. So that's that's kind of a wrap on that. I just thought that was kind of a goofy story and just kind of shows the things that are happening in school boards and schools across the country. This other one, if you follow me on Instagram, you definitely saw this this week. I think if you are on Instagram as a Catholic, you saw this this week. Five days ago now, the Synod, this is the official Synod um, Instagram of the uh, Vatican. has like 14,000 followers. And they posted this hideous, just bullshit, ugly artwork. Um, the caption says, uh, For Scotty22, our experts are working on the syntheses produced during the local consultation phase. Pages and pages full of stories, insights, but also some, in real cases, works of art. Look at that. I mean, this is like some of the ugliest stuff I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not just saying that because I hate the message that it shows. And the reason why I hate the message that it shows is it is unfathomably woke. It's like alarmingly woke. And everything on their page and the entire Instagram is alarmingly woke. And you can see, it's always funny, right? You can go into something like this and you find it and you like see who follows them. You see who liked it. And it's like, okay, that confirms my idea that this is like super woke. What's really funny about this, I'm just noticing this now. Unless I'm wrong. Was I on the wrong page? Oh, I was wrong. There are 775 likes on the post itself. There are 2,500 comments because we've all been sharing this literally all week. And I tell you this, this is not a joke. Um, And I'm going to describe the post a little bit more to you. Uh, There's one page specifically that's really um, uh, kind of not awesome. Um, But I'm telling you this, I looked on Facebook, I looked it up on Twitter and every, I'm not kidding. It had to be either 99.9% or damn, like literally 100% of the comments are negative. It's almost impossible to find one that's actually positive. So on like the sixth slide or something like that, there's this dude, this guy um, who's like orange. I don't even know what skin color he's supposed to be. I guess he's black in some way with blonde dyed hair and a pride shirt on holding a microphone and coming out of his mouth in the picture is 
We are the young people of the future, and the future is now. Next to him is a woman dressed up as a deacon or a priest, who knows, um, but definitely as in clerical garments. And then, um, yeah, there's a black woman to his left, and then a white guy in this pink shirt to his right, and a black woman holding the hands of the woman deacon, the deaconess, if you will. And so there's a lot of other ones. They're like complaining about hypocrisy, racism, priests, uh, biases, and then it's like LGBTQ and gender discrimination. And then it's like hierarchies in that. Like the church is founded on hierarchy. But of course it criticizes hierarchy because we're all supposed to be equal, even when we're not. Then there's another one where it's like strings on a guitar. Um, and it's like all uh, Latino church, black church, Asian church, parish church, white church, college church. And there's there's literally one holy Catholic and apostolic church. That's, 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 that's quite literally literally in the creed in the creed it says one holy catholic apostolic church not oh i believe in the hispanic church and the black church and that's some of the most divisive and horrible language that's never anywhere positive or in scripture or quoted by saints um yeah so you can go in into their their own thing and see this now the best part is that the last slide has this list of people kind of sitting outside of I don't know. This is like highlighting that they talked to all these college students. And this was the, my personal favorite um, in that there was the, oh, I know why I messed up because I I was supposed to look at this on my computer and not on my phone. The last side has this like panel of students, right? And what's great about that is um, the guy, there's like a row of people and What's funny is it's like a Muslim. They have like labels over top of them, right? Because we have to label everybody by their race, gender, religion, or whatever. um, Because that's the best way to be inclusive, naturally. And it's like uh, grad student, queer, Muslim, um, physics major, (laughs) just really random. And a black girl just sitting there labeled as a grad student, uh, first-year education major. Now, what's funny is the guy that's holding the microphone in this picture is uh, commented on the post and was like, oh, that's me. And let me tell you what actually happened. And this is a quote from him. The basic Catholic, Austin, who was on my podcast last week, said that the art portrayed in this picture of the Synod does not correctly represent us as practicing Catholic. The artist depicted four out of five of us with false identities seeming to fit a more inclusive and skewed agenda. Now, this guy's white and blonde, and they say, he says that they got that correct. What's funny is he said that it's his twin sister um, sitting to his left. There was no Muslim there. Um, uh, yeah, there was no Muslim there. The woman next to her is labeled as queer, but she's a heterosexual woman in agreement with the church teaching on sexuality. <laughs> So literally this whole like list and this image that this was created from, he even he even shared with with Austin the real photo. Like you can swipe next uh on on Austin's post and it's a re- like you can see the actual picture. And you can see that even the girl at the end who's labeled as Muslim is like she might be Hispanic, she might be Middle Eastern, it's hard to tell. She's she's definitely brown. Um but she's just like assumed Muslim. But this guy says that they all came from their church, their like uh, Newman Center, and that they're all Orthodox Catholics. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. But the best part about this, I almost forgot to share the best part. 
the best part of all of this is, like I said, 775 likes. The top comment, I think the top comment is uh, Catholicism. I can't ever say that. Has 15, 1,600 likes. It just says, this ain't it. Um, Austin posted and said, this is garbage. I noticed nobody's praying the rosary on their knees or any of that stuff. It has over 1,000 likes. There are several comments with more likes than the post itself, um, which is really, really funny. And just goes to show you like this idea that, um, yeah, this idea that like they're listening to any of us um, and not just trying to push through an agenda. They're listening to the Father James Martins of the world, um, but the rest of us they have uh, minimal interest in hearing from. You know, and that's that's life. That's pretty much what I have to say about that. I think the best thing we can do with that is you need to be holy and you need to speak up when you feel like you should. I commented on the post. I shared it, talked about it. That's, I think, the best we can do. We we have no control over what the Vatican's going to do and these garbage heap leaders that are uh, yeah, running these these social media pages and stuff like that. You're going to have people who like it and whatever, and that's they're, they're free to do that. Now, the other thing I want to tell you about today is Hallow just recently launched the Saints in Seven Days. We did Padre Pio last week, and this week we did Mother Teresa. Now, the coolest thing in the world, I think, is we actually uploaded prayers in their voices, like recordings of them praying. So here's a little preview of Mother Teresa praying the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me a channel of your peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. So really awesome, obviously, there. Um... I, I obviously love St. Teresa of Calcutta and um, and the uh, uh, and Padre Pio. St. Padre Pio, absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, super incredible stuff there. So I encourage you to check that out and um, to pray with that because it's absolutely fire. And I just want to talk about that. So that's my other argument that I got into this week is I'm in a... Uh, like a discussion group, basically, and a fair number of the people in there are trads, and there's one guy who's a really prominent trad, uh, pretty popular, you know, has his own uh, media and stuff like that that he does, and I've I've generally enjoyed listening to him and and learning about him, and it's been it's been fun having him kind of in this discussion group and and talking about some of the topics that we discussed, but there was a time there was a point this week, and I've had this argument with these trads in this group. That <laughs> this this is so funny. We like that prayer. I prayed that this morning, listening to that after having this argument with this guy last night. And what I basically did was I was calling him out and saying, "Hey, like what you just said was pretty rude. It clearly offended one of the priests in the discussion group." And I'm like, "We have to be better than that." And what I want to talk about within that is St. Francis was was not soft. Um, that should go without saying. St. Francis was a was a gangster. Like St. Francis did not play around. He was slapping people. He was, you know, uh like he was rowdy, man. Like he was he was wild. He's getting in fights in his younger age. 
and radically holy, one of the greatest saints of all time. And he wrote this prayer. You hear in that prayer, where there is hatred, let me sow love, where there is doubt, faith, where there is injury, pardon, where there is, uh, he, he says, Lord, let me not seek so much to be consoled as to console, as to, to be understood as to understand. Right? Like, that is what, what I would call gentleness, kindness. Um, and that, these also are fruits of the Holy Spirit. So one thing I've argued a lot with trads in the past is that the fruits of the Holy Spirit matter. These things that St. Paul gives us as fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. Um, I don't have all of them, but there's nine. <clears throat> when he gives us those, uh, that's not like an optional thing. It, it's amazing to me that these trads, especially trad men, view these things as optional. And it's, it's super sad to me because it's just like that's not the faith of the church. And it's just like we always say, on, on the James Martin side, you have an attempt at love with no truth, right? Which is not true love. And on the trad side, on that extreme, you have truth with no, with no love. And they'll tell you, oh, we love people we love. And it's like, you are so mad all the time. And, and they never want to receive that correction. There's no ability to, to hold accountability because it's like, oh, well, you're just being a bitch. Like, you're just soft. Like, you're just liberal and weak and all that. And it's like, no, I, I disagree. I just think there's times where you're being an ass and you might be good to apologize in this circumstance. And it's just really amazing to me how little of a willingness there is to acknowledge that or to be that despite these many saints we have throughout history of the church who were both tough on people and were extremely loving. And we're called to be that. We're called to be Christ-like. We're called to love and forgive and to have gentleness and strength. Jordan Peterson talks about that all the time. He says you should learn to become a monster and learn to control it. And on the right, you have people saying just become a monster. And on the left, there's this, no, don't be dangerous at all. And in the virtuous middle, you have become a monster, but learn how to control it. And when it gets out of hand, learn how to apologize and seek reconciliation and forgiveness from those you may have offended or done wrong unnecessarily. There's times where we have to be willing to offend. There's times where we have to be willing to be bold. But that's when you're sharing the truth. And when I tell you this was a circumstance where that was not the case, it's unreal to me, and I, I am always blown away. And obviously, just, we just had a great podcast yesterday with Dan Driver from Mass of the Ages, and I think he's the perfect trad that I've ever met. I, I love Dan, um, and I love a lot of trads. But here's the thing. I get into these arguments with these, with these trads in my life sometimes, and it's like I'm like, this is why when you act like an asshole, that's why more people, especially us men, don't want to, actually, especially women, but it, it, it includes us who are, I mean, I'm, I'm an ass sometimes. And that's how I, and guys, that's how I, I can, I can gauge it so well. It's like, I'm known to be too rough and too rugged and to curse too much. And I can be too mean to people, right? I love sarcasm and jokes and like roasting people. And like, if I'm like, damn, that was like a good bit past the line. I feel like you can really know that <laughs> that I'm probably right because if anything, I I have a too big of a uh, you know sphere of what I think is acceptable. 
I know that I err on that side. So knowing that if I feel bad about something I say, or if I feel like somebody else really said something that didn't offend me, but I feel like was really offensive and rude and hurtful towards somebody else. Like when I call that out, like fam, trust me. Because I don't err on the side of being too nice. I err on the other side. And so if I can clearly be like, oh, that wasn't it. Like, let's have some, let's have some appreciation. And it's not just me. There's plenty of men out there that are like that. But there's this inability to receive any correction. It's mind-blowing. And it's unchristian. It's unchristian. And that's as simple as that. But I, I, what I was saying earlier, I have all these conversations and arguments with these trads that it's like, this is why people don't want to become trads. They're like, well, we're not trying to make more people trads. And it's like, well, then why are you investing all this time, money, and effort into Mass of the Ages? That's literally the entire point of it. And they'll say that to you. They'll be an asshole and be like, well, we're not trying to evangelize. And it's like, one, unchristian and makes no sense. If you think this is, if you think that the TLM is the best way to get people to heaven, how are you not trying to evangelize it? That, that, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Number two, if you don't want to evangelize, why are you pouring all this time, money, and effort into the mass of the ages? Why are you doing that? Why are you undercutting this great work that Dan Driver and people like him are doing that you're supporting and eager to, to be a part of if, <laughs> if you don't want people to do it? And if you're going to put all that time, money, and effort into making this beautiful and wonderful documentary on the traditional Latin mass, why then be an asshole to other people like in your day-to-day -day life? What good does that do? It's off-putting. There's this... There's inability. And this is why I say like all the trads I know, they're all like the same Myers-Briggs. They're all the same freaking personality type. And they're just like melancholic and just like rational with no emotions. And it's like people are both. Some of us don't have hearts of stone and aren't just solely driven by logic and reason. And so we're going to be like turned off when you're just a dick to somebody else, especially when you're a dick to a priest, especially when you're a dick to a conservative, holy, Catholic priest. That's going to be like, not that tight to us. We're going to be like, not that stoked to see that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've gone to the TLM once a week for the last several weeks. I love it. I get up at 6, 545 to go to the 630 mass at the, the Carmelite Monastery. Love it. But this is the stuff that I'm like, when you guys get criticized and um, restrictions are put on you like this is why and it doesn't mean that I support those or think that those are right but if you were willing to actually police your own and be like hey maybe don't be an asshole for like 30 minutes then maybe we'd all have more compassion when the TLM's restricted maybe if we didn't have these you know interactions with people uh, who were super judgmental or basically un-Catholic in the way that they def deny church teaching and, and things like that Maybe maybe more of us would be open to trying out the TLM and put more Latin in the Novus Ordo. Maybe we could see that happen. And I say this out of frustration because I'm somebody that would like to see more people going to the TLM. Me and Emily go back and forth. Like, she's not a huge fan, and it's because of people like that. And you could say, oh, well, that's emotional. That's what It might be. But there's also just the, the, the effing, like, taste test. If you're a Catholic and you're a devout Catholic and you go to the TLM or you meet people who go to the TLM and they're an asshole, you're like, oh, you're actually not holy because being an asshole is unholy. 
And the fact that you're unholy makes me not want to go follow in your footsteps and say that and, and listen to you when you say that I should do the things that you do that you claim make people holier. That's that's like not hard math, bro. That's some like really, really simple shit. And and there's these these dudes that do this stuff over and over and over again. And it's like, oh, well, you're just a bitch, you're just soft. And it's just like, dog, people can like sense holiness though. We talk about, like the church, the saints, we talk about that. Where you see a St. Padre Pio. You see a St. Mother Teresa. You see these saints, St. Francis. And it's just like, they radiate holiness. And what do they radiate? Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fear of the Lord, piety. The gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, reminding you guys, is one of the members of the Trinity. And is an equal member of the Trinity. It is an example and a sign that you have the good Lord, the creator of the universe, within you. The good Lord that created all the truth and knowledge and dogma and doctrine that you love. Was inspired by the Holy Spirit also known as the Holy Ghost. So when you say, oh, I could just be a dick and it doesn't matter, you are wrong. And when you watch somebody be a dick and you just allow it and you just permit it and you laugh at it and you encourage them, you are participating in their sin. Because that's what my 1962 Roman Missal tells me, that when you encourage or support or... um yeah, egg on, somebody who's sinning, you're taking part of that, taking part in that, which is pretty lame. So with that said, let's go over and read some readings. So we're going to read the second reading this week, which is the second letter of Timothy, chapter, or chapter 1, verses 6 to 8 and 13 and 14. St. Paul writes, Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. But bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. So the reason why I really love this, it's so funny, you know, bringing this up today after, after going through all this debate and conversation yesterday, is like St. Saint, Saint Paul, again, if, if you think St. Paul is soft, you, you lit, like you, you I, would, I would bet my life savings that you test positive for crack cocaine. And so, listen to what he says. God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, right? You're like, yeah, 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 be tough. Absolutely. Don't be a hoe. But then he says, but rather a spirit of power and love and self-control. That means when I'm angry, I have the self-control to say, okay, I got to be careful of how I express this anger, even if it's righteous anger, because there's a good way and a bad way to do this. Because St. Paul also tells us that the anger of man does not bring about the glory of God. Is that St. Paul or is that uh, James? I can't remember. The New Testament tells us that. Let me just give a blanket there because I'm not going to go too deep into that. 
But then he says later on, take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Our faith, right? The truths of our faith, the beauty of that. But that that is not nothing. As we read in 1 Corinthians 13, all this knowledge, all this wisdom that you have is nothing if you don't have love. And love, my friends, not always can be taste tested and can just be, you know, visible on sight because there's definitely such a thing as tough love. But there's a lot of examples where it's not tough love and it's just not love. And, and, And those of us who are practicing Catholics can see that pretty quickly. If you're an Orthodox practicing Catholic, like you can spot when somebody's just being unloving, especially a Catholic. There, there's not, it's not all softness when somebody says, yo, you're being an ass. That's not all weakness. And St. Paul tells us this. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. St. Paul, how do we know the Holy Spirit dwells within us? Oh, there's these fruits. <laughs> there's these fruits, dog. Let me tell you about them. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for what you do. I appreciate you for what you've given us. St. Paul, pray for us. All right, friends, let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for all the opportunity you gave us to work this week, for the blessings you've given us, the opportunity to spend time with any friends and family we've gotten to see this week and the work that we've gotten done um, and the, the ways that we've grown this week. We ask your forgiveness for the ways that we've sinned this week, the ways that we've shown um, our human weakness and not relying on you enough to give you uh, to, to cooperate with your grace so that we could be saints in each and every moment. And Lord, we ask you to continue to give us the grace, the courage to be bold, to call out wrongdoing when we see it, to forgive quickly, um, and to, to have righteous anger, but to express it in the right ways and express it with virtue and holiness in the ways that you would. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, St. Paul, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right, my friends, go out there, fight hard, continue to strive to be your best in everything that you do. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. God bless you.